Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. He's Corey Walsh. And he's Dan Griffin. Did you just do that on purpose? Do what? Say it like that? <laughs> there was a, there was a little there was a little delay there. We were just talking about this before the show started. No, the- <laughs> I couldn't get Corey's Corey's audio right, but uh, okay. Am I, is there so a delay it's, now? It's gonna be one of those episodes. It sounds okay now. Okay, it's thank God. Be one of those episodes. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Uh, <laughs> we'll do it live. So we don't have to talk. We don't have to talk about Afghanistan anymore. Finally, yeah. shut the fuck up about Afghanistan. That's, do you notice that, that that's already kind of petering out? Oh yeah. Right after the right after the pullout, the, the the epic failure of a pullout by Joe Biden. I got hammered a couple of times on social media. <laughs> you tried to forget Simply. about it. Oh, I thought you meant hammered like you were drinking. Oh well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the irrelevant part, dude. It was like. You couldn't even say that leaving Afghanistan was a good thing on on the surface. Just like just that statement alone was like some sort of like decry that you are a Joe Biden fanboy and you are a pile of garbage and you are for leaving Americans behind on foreign soil and hostile land. Yeah, see, I didn't even try to entertain it. I uh, I did it in person. I didn't do it on social media because I got to see a bunch of people by chance just on random occasions. And like I basically just shut that shit down. I had a guy down. tell me to own. I had a guy in an exchange tell me to own my words, Corey. To which I responded, <laughs> "Which words did I not own?" And he said, "Well, you said that uh, abandoning Afghans and American soldiers and Americans in Afghanistan is a good thing." I went back, read what I said, and all I said was, "Leaving Afghanistan is a good thing." It is a good thing. So. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's it's that it's the thing where people people don't listen or read what you actually say; they just interpret however they want you to sound based on what you say. Right? Yeah, no, I basically I just didn't let no it happen. Chance. If anyone brought it up, a big look. No more American soldiers are going to die in a war that was a money laundering machine for twenty years. Did Biden fuck it up? Maybe he might have blundered it but you know what when you say that type of shit being where you're standing right now you sound exactly like a person complaining about stafford on monday morning at the detroit lions loss yeah you, you could do a better job you just pissed because someone told you to be pissed for not catching the ball right you know what i mean was it the yeah, afghan army the who didn't fall through yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's dumb Dude, it's, I like, don't know. it's like it's like when you ask them what they would have done different, they're like, I would have stayed at Bagram Air Base. I would have gotten all of this and this and this out. And it's like, yeah, but Trump didn't plan that. <laughs> yeah. like, it's, like, it's like I said last week. I think we both said it. Like we can, we can talk about how the withdrawal was fucked up all day long, and we can be sad about the 13 that we lost. And you know, we can talk about how shitty it is that these people are left behind in ways in which we can get them out. But at the end of the day, Afghanistan's over, and I'm happy about that. Yeah. It's, it's a grim happiness, but it's a happiness nonetheless. The Taliban is a bunch of murderous pieces of shit. Don't get me wrong. But, like, right now, they're letting Americans still cross land borders. You know, they're still holding up their end of the deal. For Americans, at least. Nope. I don't want st- nope. to 
try to sound like I'm trying to defend them, they might still be doing some really shitty shit, which I'm sure they are based on their history. But no more American soldiers are going to die on Afghanistan soil in a money laundering scheme. A statement can't just be a statement and a thing just can't be a thing, which is something we'll actually get into uh, one of the later times. But not about Afghanistan. Which actually, I just want to say, we're three days away from when I said that no one will be bringing it up anymore. And the trajectory is looking okay. I remember we made that gamble. I forget what date you said. I said an actual date. I didn't. I don't remember. I don't, I don't care know. anymore. Goddamn bourbon banters. <laughs> what you drinking over there, Dan? I'm drinking uh, your suggestion. I'm just drinking some some Basil Hayden's, which I found interesting that on the bottle, I never actually read like that paper bottle, that cover on the bottle. Yeah. But of course, it has to mention the founding fathers. I'm like, this is why Corey likes this shit. <laughs> well, that's not unnecessary, too. I don't like Jefferson's bourbon. So, okay. he, he's a founding father. It's named after a founding father, but that is some good bourbon. What what does it say about the founding fathers, though? Because I do uh, do get a little hot and bothered when we talk about them. In a good way. Something, it was just something about how... Uh, uh, Basil was born or started brewing bourbon brewing, started distilling bourbon. Uh, uh, something about George Washington was just three years old or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. The bottle does say that. It was nothing of substance. No, no, nothing profound. Just absolutely nothing of substance. When Basil was making this bourbon, your favorite first president was shitting his pants. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what they said, huh? <laughs> He was. He was. What are you sipping on there? He was seventeen years away from from being the biggest contributor to the French French and British War. I am sipping on uh, some bullet bourbon. What are you gulping? I'm gulping some bullet. It's the ice. I poured this thing a while ago. Say again, as the boomers would say. Bullet bourbon. You ever had bullet? Bullet bourbon. You ever have it? If I say it again, okay. I didn't know if I had to delay again or something. There is a delay. This is not going well. Uh oh, that's not good. Hmm. Well, now your camera's out, so maybe that'll help. Uh, maybe just not seeing your face will help things <laughs> make things work see. better. Mama uh, always said I had a face a for radio. So what's new, Dan? I uh, I can't see anymore. So I got something for you. So I wanted to start this little segment. We don't have to okay. do it every episode, but we can do it every once in a while, and it's like. How woke is too woke? And so, Dan, I don't know if you heard about uh, Gary Maynard. You ever hear about Gary Maynard? That name sounds familiar. Should I know it? He was in California lighting fires. <laughs> he's, a, he's a criminal justice. Oh, yeah, he's a professor. <laughs> yeah. I heard him mention that on Joe Rogan's show. And he was this California criminal justice professor. And he was citing, setting fires in California. And the reason why I say how woke is too woke, because the guy had like this serious like mental issue. People said they saw him just in the woods mumbling and shit. And so my thing is like him being this professor for criminal justice reform and all that kind of stuff is do you think that this was some sort of ill-conceived idea to try to push the climate change narrative. I read something about him 
talking about climate change. I don't know how legit it was. But it's almost like he was trying to, like, give more literal flames to the fire of the climate change argument. And so it's like, how woke I mean, is too I woke? I don't know a whole lot about the guy. Go ahead. I didn't read a whole lot into it, but what I do know is that uh, he seems to be very liberal. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass here, but like the little bit that I have read, and somebody can correct me. I don't really care. Uh, at Libservative Pod on Twitter uh, and uh, Libservative Pod at gmail.com. Shoot me in the face for making fun of Gary Maynard. But it does sound <laughs> like, yeah, you wanted to. He, he wanted to he wanted to light fires to make it to make the to, to push the climate change narrative but here's what's really stupid about that and 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 how woke is too woke you don't need to do that like nature is <laughs> right. doing that on its own yeah. every single year well i'll show them take that take that conservatives show you what climate like, change is really about climate change is man-made that's like, that's like, that's like saying that uh, you know Police picking on black people is a problem, and then dressing as a cop and going out and beating the shit out of a black guy. It's just to say, see, see, it's happening. Yeah, like Jesse. What was it? What was that guy's name? Jesse Smollett. Oh, Jesse Smollett. Yeah, Jesse Smollett. Pretended to get whooped <laughs> to solidify a narrative that, like, anyone who isn't deliberately banging their head in the sand already knows. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, dude, you didn't need to do that. All you're doing is hurting the cause. Yeah. It, well, it, dude, it, there, there, there are a lot. There's a lot of that. When you take a cause too far, that it like loses its credibility, which I think is what you mean by how woke is too woke. Exactly. That's basically what I was saying. It's like, well, where's the line of how woke is too woke? And you know, this is kind of a uh, like a white bread, like milk toast like real like bland example but it was just something that really made me think about this stuff so like i was thinking about different things that we can actually or i was thinking about like looking up different things we can look up to where someone just can't see the forest through the trees and they go and get themselves jumped to show racism exists when it's like well no it really does yeah or like how you don't need to teach critical race theory in schools to prove that racism is a problem yeah. No, that one's going to make some liberal sides explode. I mean, some people might might argue that critical critical race theory is is too woke. Some people would argue it's very very important. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into that at some point down the line as far as seasons are concerned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that would be an example that some folks would bring up as far as how woke is too woke. Critical race theory. Just identity politics. The word rape. <laughs> Not actual raping like a jackass uh brock just uh, the word rape yeah, yeah yeah just the word rape is triggering but yeah yeah so that's uh we should probably stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got we got to come up with better topics than that so what's new we got the texas abortion bill no that's that's good uh well do you want to start with that or do you want to start with the fact that joe rogan doesn't have covid <laughs> dude how dare you Millions of people are pulling for him to die, uh, man. Because he didn't get the vaccine. You want to talk about how woke is too woke. Yeah. Oh, you know what? How woke <laughs> is too woke. How about wishing <laughs> death upon someone because they didn't get the vaccine? <laughs> or 
they shouldn't uh, they shouldn't get treatment if they get really sick because they didn't get vaccinated. They you knew fucking psychopath. Yeah, that's a fucking mess, right? <laughs> uh, Joe Rogan had COVID. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody had talked about it, and I love this so much because I listen to enough Joe Rogan to know what he's actually saying, and it is. I, I'm not surprised by it. Like, I understand it. But, like, this idea that so many people hate him just doesn't make sense in my own mind. That's because people just want like, something to hate. Why. It's because he does. I don't even think it's just that. I also think it's just that he does a better job at mainstream media than mainstream media does at mainstream media. So, what's mainstream media going to do? They're going to shit on Joe Rogan at every turn because he has, he has the biggest show in the world. You got to shit on the competitor, right? You want to talk? Yeah, but at least at least use things that make sense. Like Rolling like, Stone. If I, I swear to God, Corey, I haven't heard the word horse dewormer. I've heard the word horse dewormer. Is that two words or one? It doesn't matter. Uh, more in the verbally, it doesn't. If you're writing it down, maybe my entire 32 years of life, dude. It's really funny too. What cracks me up is like you know, like lefts, the left. You know, liberals. You want to talk about stereotypes? You know, they're typically the wooks. They're the ones going to festivals and stuff like that. Like that, right? Mm-hmm. What's one of the biggest drugs they do, Dan? Fucking ketamine. It's a horse tranquilizer. Shitting on people for taking horse dewormer. Not because it gets them fucked up, because there's a chance it saves their life. But all of them are in these K-holes walking sideways, getting all fucked up on horse dewormer, taking ketamine to do fucking ketamine therapy, and they're fine with it. Everyone's out there like, yeah, you ever done K? I'm like, no. <laughs> Have you ever done horse dewormer? No. You were sober. We're just over here. We're just over here. We're just microdosing some ketamine today. You want to start a fat line of ketamine and walk sideways and look all goofy and not be able to say words? That's fun. Which actually might it might be fun. I don't know. Off label before, (laughs) right? (laughs) How dare you take me that? And you want to talk about off label drugs? Look at the fucking uh, uh, what's what's the boner pill? Viagra. That was originally for heart blood pressure. Viagra, yeah. That was originally for blood pressure. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, now Joe, it gives you boners. Or it always did, I guess. So now, so Joe Rogan hasn't gotten the vaccine. He's got an ivermectin. He got NADs. He got a vitamin C drip. He had a whole kitchen sink thrown at it, and the guy tackled a. Uh, the tackle COVID. I think it was the Delta variant in like what three days, and now he's COVID free. And for some reason, the left can't just wrap their head around the idea that there is more than one way to actually attack a virus. Like, imagine nope. if have to get the vaccine. <laughs> Nothing else working. Vaccine only. God damn it! I sure hope they don't do that with cancer, Dan. Because what are they gonna do? Right? The scorched earth chemo every single time. There's different ways to deal with dip with the same thing. And it's just, there's just this drumbeat of vaccine, vaccine. And it's like, I'm, I still, I still advocate the vaccine. It's obviously there's a, there's a, 
there's a sampling of, like I said in the last episode, I believe it was, this is a sampling of a, the billions of people that have gotten it. If it was nefarious and it didn't work, then we would clearly know. But I'm including myself. I including yourself. I've gotten, You've gotten the vaccine. Uh, and for somebody to just try something else with a drug that got the Nobel Peace Prize in 2015 for helping people <laughs> to just shit on them and hope they die is just completely bonkers to me. But now here's my little caveat about it. Is and this is me actually kind of reaching out to Joe Rogan. God, I'd fucking hope you're listening. It'd give us so much goddamn clout <laughs> if you mentioned this. But so here's my thing. All right, he's on his show three days later. He gets you know all this class one A treatment from the doctors. He gets these drips. He gets these all these different things, right? And now he's acting a little bit smug about it. And he's a super healthy guy. The guy works out like fucking crazy. And I think that honestly, at the end of the day, that was probably the number one factor of what actually helped him get through it. Mm-hmm. But here's what kind of bothers me about it is when he was on his show and he's like, Oh yeah, I just knocked it out in two days and this and that. And it's like, motherfucker. Well, you also got access to healthcare that millions and millions and millions of Americans can't get, you know? So millions and millions and millions of Americans, they don't have doctors that they could go to and have the money to get second opinions and they have friends that are doctors to to even say hey do you want to try ivermectin these other doctors are treating their clients like production so it's just cookie cutter you got this here's this you got this here's this same thing over and over and over again if they can even afford the insurance and so i think where he's where he's where he's at right now I think he needs, I mean, this is me, obviously, just think, well, you should do this. And he's his own person. But I don't want to see him not necessarily downplay the virus. The virus has a very high, you know, uh, survival rate. Like, if you are healthy, it's people that have pre-existing conditions and stuff. But not forget where he's from, I guess. And just think about the idea, the fact that it's like, well, yeah, you know, that was great for you. But we still have millions of Americans who are struggling against this. And no one, but here's the thing no one's saying that. They're either saying he wish he died, or that's that's actually kind of pretty much it. The right, the right is not even talking about him curing with They're not even talking about ivermectin. They're talking about him wanting to sue CNN. <laughs> Which, yeah. And I think, I think what you, I think what you just said. It's fair. I mean, I could see how his statements could could come off as as a little bit smug. But here's how I would turn it around. Here, here here's here's how I would I would spin it in a positive light. And that's that. You know, it's like we. It's like I said earlier. Joe Rogan's got the most popular show in the world. There's a reason he has the most popular show in the world. And now he has anecdotal and evidence. Mainstream media is sitting here saying, yeah, calling it horse dewormer and just just poo pooing these these things like headlines like like Yahoo News from today. The headline says. Joe Rogan's COVID-19 recovery shows how much the right has bought into the widely discredited horse dewormer cure. Two God things damn that are it. stupid about that. One, the fact that you're gonna that you're gonna put ivermectin as this like right conspiracy deal. But the thing that makes it even more stupid is the fact that you're saying that somebody is calling it a cure. Nobody, Nobody out said there that. is calling it a cure. Even the doctors out there prescribing this, there is just anecdotal evidence that this stuff might help. Right. And Joe Rogan is just another piece to that anecdotal evidence that it might help. So, I mean, if you want to say that he was a little smug about it, I, I'm not going to like argue with you about that. I think that's semantical. I think it's, 
you know, it, it, it's all in how you perceive it. But, I, you know, I look at it like, here's Joe. Here's what he took. Here's how he got better. And he, by the way, he's one of the, literally the most famous people in the world. Oh, and I love so, how he came out three days I mean, later flipping everyone off, basically. You know, deadlifting 200 pounds with one hand and giving everyone the finger with the other three days after having it going, look, I'm fine. And that's great. But it's just, I guess where I'm coming from, it's like, when I listen to the episode, and like me, like I defend him. Like, obviously, like you look at, it takes five minutes of, of looking at ivermectin and things like that. And it's like, why are we trying to cubbyhole ourselves into just one cure for something that is going to have a million different options and a million different ways to do it? You know, and it's, it's, frankly, it's ridiculous how the media is trying to portray it as he's over there buying stuff from a vet. When we know a doctor is prescribing it. But that's where I guess where I'm coming from. Like, I have yeah, countless friends who had it and struggled. And their doctor has just said, oh, go home, drink fluids. And they were sick for weeks, if not months. And none of my friends who all, you know, I like work with like coworkers and stuff, who we have Blue Cross Blue Shield, like some of the best healthcare in the nation. But we don't have these type of connections and this type of elitist social bubble. That whether he wants to, whether he wants to, uh, acknowledge that or not he is an elitist he isn't definitely in the top higher tax bracket of anyone else and uh the fact that he's not acknowledging the idea that there's millions of people who don't get that like when my friends like i guess i rounding it up real fast when people that i know got the vaccine their doctor didn't go well, you want to go on a, a uh, vitamin c drip you know do you want to do this they just kicked him out and sent him home and it's like that might have actually helped also where he got better to where millions of people don't have access to that. And I just don't want to see. But I guess the other way you could spin that is, I understand your point about access, but I guess the other way to spin that is like, it, it's, it's stupid that only somebody like Joe Rogan could have access to that type of medicine, especially when ivermectin is dirt fucking cheap. Yeah. I mean, any doctor can prescribe it and it's very, 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 very unlikely to be harmful to you, particularly when it's being prescribed by a doctor at a proper dose for a human being. So it's like, okay, you come down with COVID, he prescribes you a cheap-ass drug called ivermectin, you go home and take it, oh, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't work, but maybe it does work. But wouldn't you rather have as many options no, as possible? No yeah. not to take it if you have it. Yeah. yeah it's stupid. Yeah. But, you know. We'll sit here and we'll continue to call it horse dewormer and we'll continue to call Joe Rogan a, a right-wing conspiracy theory. But I think that's uh, – it might just be a grievance just I have. those things. It just might be a grievance I have because like the way he just <laughs> – and it's not just that I've heard it before. Where it's like, all right, Joe, yeah, let me just pull out my checkbook when he talks about, oh, yeah, everyone should have a uh, decompression chamber or whatever. It's like, are you fucking yeah, kidding yeah. me, man? How the fuck am I going to afford one of those? And it's just, I think of people, and it's, it's his perspective. And I just think people forget that sometimes where he's just like, yeah, I took ivermectin. It's cool. And it's like, I'm past the point of whether or not it works or science that shows like this, the, the, there's reports that are mixed. There's promising studies that show it does help. And I, I'm not so much arguing about that. I'm kind of just saying to Joe, it's like, well, you know, you're downplaying something that if someone got it in your exact same scenario, it might hurt them a lot more because they wouldn't have the same access you did. You don't have a vaccine, sure, but you had, like you said in your uh, episode, in your uh, Instagram thing, you threw the kitchen sink at it, and that's something that millions don't have access to. But that's all. 
Yeah. And Fuck anyone who's trying to say he's that's saying dewormers. And that's absolutely fair. Yeah, that's one side of the coin. I completely get it. Not everybody has access to this stuff. But the, and the other side of that coin is the fact that his celebrity should be something that would be that should make people think, oh, okay, well, maybe this stuff does work. Yeah. And maybe we should start at least talking about this stuff a little bit more as opposed to just going, oh, yeah, Joe Rogan's ejecting horse dewormer. Oh, oh, only take the vaccine. The vaccine's the only thing that works, just the vaccine. 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 It's just some weird mantra like USA. This is, this is coming from somebody who took the vaccine. This is coming from somebody who took the vaccine. I took Pfizer. And in fact, I got my second dose earlier than most. It's still based January. on... based on. Like, I have no issue with it. Yeah. Based on the amount of people who have done like the vaccine versus ivermectin and all these different things, the vaccine is still the number one proven thing to work. Okay. I'm not disagreeing with that. But let's not That's pretend fair. that there aren't and alternatives. Then, and let's not pretend yeah. or possible at least possible that, alternatives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people don't even want to talk about possible alternatives. And let's not pretend that everybody just has access to the same thing. And I just think that Joe Rogan doesn't see that sometimes. It's, and that's just something that I've 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 thought about before, but then this one I've heard him talking about this, that was something that I was like, you know, I'm really glad it worked for you. I'm really glad that we're done, that you're really literally just poking all these people in the eye. <laughs> without COVID on your fingers after three days and it's great I love it but it's like ah, just remember where you come from man remember that not everybody has access to that yeah but that's all that's yeah, my I little mean, Joe Rogan middle. I, I guess the, the way I, the way I would wrap it up the way I would wrap that up is, is like this nobody ha- not everybody has access to that stuff these, these cheap drugs but everybody somehow has access to this brand new vaccine that was just developed and should cost millions of dollars. Yeah. So, like, you figure it out. Yeah. Um, exactly. It's yeah. yeah it's it's I, it's, that, I, I feel like that there is a bit of a money push behind it. Like, why? Like, if it's if we're literally the hospitals are crammed, we're we're people are dying. Why would we not be throwing the kitchen sink at every single person trying to help every single person? If ivermectin saves a life, fuck the platitudes and the politics behind it, calling it horse dewormer. If I'm on my deathbed and I'm dying and I know that I'm going to die, fuck, give me cat tranquilizers. Give me horse dewormer. I don't give a fuck. Give me some meth. Let's get my heart pumping. Fucking wake me up. Let me, let's, let's, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, I don't want to take that horse dewormer that Joe Rogan took. Give me a break. No, I'd rather sit here and die. Which, which, which you would be saying the same thing to somebody who refused to take the vaccine. Yeah. Oh well, if you didn't take the vaccine, you deserve to die. But imagine if it was the other way around. If if these drugs actually worked, and then you refused to take them, and then you died, and people said, "Well, that, that, that person just gets what they deserve." Fucking idiot. Taken the drugs that were that were offered to you. And I think I think another thing too, uh, just with regards to this virus overall, something that's not talked about enough. Uh, and, and I've, I've, I only know a few actual clinicians, but I think it's a small enough sample size. And that is that, uh, I don't think enough people are asking these clinicians. I don't think enough people are actually talking to these doctors that are on the front line, actually treating this shit. Right. Because it seems like all that's mentioned is CDC guidelines and data, 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 data. Okay. Well, what about the data that's not collected? Right. Like what happened to ask a physician? Some of these treatments actually are. 
Ask your physician. Guess what? Joe Rogan did. <laughs> his physician gave him ivermectin and a vitamin C drip and NAD, and he got a couple like mononuclease monoclonal antibodies. Yeah, monoclonal antibodies, which is what Trump got or whatever. And exactly like the monoclonal antibodies. Forget the forget the ivermectin. Let's talk about the monoclonal antibodies. Did that ever get offered to anybody you know that had COVID? Right? That actually sounds like something that sounds attractive. Right. But yeah, it's just, it's all these different things. And there's so many different things that we do. A little bit. But there's so many different things. Like, there's so many different things that we could do. And it's just, it's dumb that it's just, I think we're literally, like, we say this a lot on here now. It's like, can't see the forest of the trees. You can't see the bigger picture. And for the sake of being right, versus wrong in some political weird grandstanding people would rather see people die than actually see other things work for people just to help them survive no and and we, we said this probably a few weeks back Corey. people would actually rather die on a hill and be wrong mm-hmm. than admit they were fucking wrong about or die on a hill and be right it but yeah. just doesn't make any sense it doesn't man and it's just uh right exactly yeah it it, yeah. it kills me it's like, dude, if because if, everyone's immune system is different, and then all of a sudden, if my neighbor gets COVID and he just takes his shit and wipes it on his face, and it helps him survive, then good for you, man. Like, I'm not gonna do that, but I'm glad you survived COVID. Like, you know what I mean? I'm glad you're not dead. Let's do some studies on a let's do, let's do some studies on a fecal transfer. Maybe that'll cure COVID. They actually do that. Fecal transfers are a real thing. You know that, right? They are. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Immediate, just like, oh, yeah, doctor, I got the sniffles. Fecal transfer. If <laughs> <laughs> for every if for every illness they just started throwing fecal transfers at it, we're just gonna put somebody else's shit in your ass. Yeah, let me just throw. Let me just, just see what happens. Boofy with this guy's fecal matter. Is it? Isn't that is isn't that like if you have like an imbalance in the bacteria in your intestines? Yeah, in your bad? gut. I like I think if you get more. like if you get a, like different transplants or like if you get like a heavy trans like a oh I forget what it's called, but yeah, if you get like if you get something done to your intestines and let's say you get intestines take out, you know they go in there and they wipe it all out and they take all the bacteria out of there, and then they need to put healthy bacteria back in your gut. So they put poop in you from a healthy person. Hopkins Medicine. Fecal transplantation. Also known as a, a bacteria as bacteriotherapy. Fecal transplantation is the transfer of stool from a healthy donor into the gastrointestinal tract of the for the purpose of treating recurrent oh C diff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, C diff. Yeah, that's C. the diff. one I did. I couldn't Okay. I knew it had something to do with like your stomach and your. I couldn't think of the word because I know someone who had C diff, and I kind of make fun of them a little bit. I'm like, ah, I do too. Yeah, you got poop put up your butt. I like in, in layman's donor. terms. <laughs> do you think you can get money for that? Can I stop giving blood plasma and start donating fecal matter for C diff transplants? <laughs> a little bit less oh, painless. They pay for shit donations. 
And do you have to do it there? Do you do it at home and bring it in a baggie? <laughs> you just walk oh, dude, in I, I could shit anywhere. <laughs> I used to paint for a living, man. I used to work construction. I've shit in more people's toilets than you could ever imagine. Oh, yeah, man. You shit in the bucket, having a shit bucket in the van. I've been there. Trade work is tough sometimes. Uh, that Speaking of shit buckets, Corey, that leads us right into our Biden bash that we, that we promised the people last week. <laughs> Yeah, you did say you did say last week. It seemed like uh, we were kind of loving on Biden too much, which totally was not the intention. We just had our opinion about Afghanistan. We happened to agree. We happened to agree on it, and we both happened to think that if Biden did one million things wrong in his presidency, then he did one million and one things, and yeah. that one millionth and first was getting the fuck out of Afghanistan, and that's okay. So just to just to, to, to bring the whole point home, we're going to do a little Biden bash for you today and talk about why Joe Biden is a giant fecal transplant. Here we go. Yeah, he's a, uh, he's a C. diff fecal transplant. Um, that's actually maybe one I use from now on. I would rather get a fecal transplant than have Biden as my president, Dan. So where do you want to start? You want to start at the beginning, 1972, when he was against the busing? It just seems like... can, but can I I just start with um, Joe Biden as president or receiving a fecal transplant? Is there a third option? Like, do we throw Donald Trump as president in there and I can shoot myself in the balls instead? I don't know, I guess. All right, fuck it. I'll take the fecal transplant. I'll take the <laughs> I don't know, I guess. You know, shit, you got to stomp your balls out. <laughs> so, so just, I was just thinking about the options because I was like, hmm, what would I rather have? Shoot myself in the balls. I already got a kid. Fecal transplant or Biden and Trump. Dan, I like my balls. Dude, it, there's no, it's, 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 it's no contest. It's a fucking fecal transplant. Yeah, it's fecal transplant. That's it. I'll go get the syringe. <laughs> Just a meat based on like you use for a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so, 1972, Joe Biden is in, uh, in the Senate, you know, and right off the bat, I think he came in in 1970. It might have been 1972. I forget exactly. But right off the bat, he just he starts batting a thousand by talking about how uh, they shouldn't be doing busing for uh, integrating the schools. That they shouldn't segregate the buses to bring kids in from inner cities to schools or vice versa. And, uh, you know, Kamala Harris went after him for that one. Which, honestly... The guy flip-flopped on it so much since then that, like, when you look these things up about him. So I guess, yeah, let me, so let me, let me, let me take a step back. Joe Biden seemed as though he was virtually on the wrong side of every social issue in his entire political career until, like, the early 2000s, mid-2000s. Now, he did, in fact, have a brain aneurysm in 1988. Actually, when I first started that sentence, I was thinking it was 1998, but it was actually 1988, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it, honestly. But (laughs) 
all of a sudden in the mid 2000s the year is like, irrelevant <clears throat> the year is irrelevant as evidenced by his <laughs> cognitive decline nowadays uh but uh there was uh, just sit down please <laughs> <laughs> there was this weird like transition like in the early to mid 2000s i think it was something maybe he was like smelling smelling that presidential run or presidential type stuff and that he realized that he couldn't cheat anymore because of all the plagiarism and lies he got caught in in previous years. What was it, in 88, he was running for president, had to drop out because he lied. Was telling people as of as recent as last year that he was in the top of his class at his college. He was like bottom of his class at Delaware or whatever. And so the mid-2000s, all of a sudden, he switched his tune and like hopped on the real progressive social ladder of things. But... What cracks me up is like how a lot of that is still in him when he first started running for president because when things were coming up different different uh different uh like policies or stances on different things when he would he'd fumble over his words and you'd hear him say like something kind of racist and then be like but hey you know I that was Obama's vice president you know and uh, <laughs> it's like it's like it's okay, it's okay because he has that black friend. And yeah. By the way, that black friend was the last president. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of what he would say. Like, hey, yo, you know what's up? I was, I, uh, don't I was the first. Blacks, don't worry, oh, don't worry, all you blacks. Yeah, it's okay. I have when, a black friend who was president once. <laughs> he said before he ran with him, like when Obama would like first was like becoming the next hot shot in the Democratic Party. What did Biden say? He was like. He's the most well-spoken, clean-cut, clean-cut black person I've ever met, or something, or, or something. Like he said the most well-spoken, clean-cut black person by far that he's seen so far in Congress, or something like that. It's like, where the fuck are you saying oh, this dude, shit from? It's like, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not gonna take, I'm not gonna take credit for this. I'm gonna give credit to Crystal Ball for saying this first of all, because she did say this first, but I've been thinking it for a long time, which is that Joe Biden is like two seconds away from accidentally using a racial slur every time At he turns. Every, every turn, dude. Yeah, no, he, uh, he's politically wise, he's actually a mastermind. He's just a wishy-washy, stand-up-for-nothing and, uh, Aw, shucks kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh jeez, did I do that? And, like, one thing that I've noticed that I think, actually, after, like, kind of going over his little political career and stuff is that, like, the knee-jerk reactionary responses that this guy has have no critical thinking or insight in them at all. 1991, the only time he ever stuck to his guns about something but then it gets washed away was the 1991 Iraq war. He was against it. He was against the 1991 Iraq war. But then all of a sudden he saw how that created unity and everyone was like popular about it because, you know, Bush senior went in actually did the job and then got the fuck out. Whether or not we were supposed to be there or not, you know, Kuwait was an ally. Kuwait got invaded. You know, we went in, kicked Saddam out of Kuwait and then we called it a day. So we did that. So America was like, yeah, USA. So I think Biden was like, oh, shit, these guys like war. So when 2001 came along, all for it. 2003 comes along, all for it. 
And then all of a sudden, when he realizes what he voted for isn't doing so good, all of a sudden he changes his tune real quick because it's not politically uh-huh. viable anymore. And it's just, he did this time and time again. Uh, and that, So that's 1991. I'm just at 1991. <laughs> so then... Okay, so, so let's, let's roll like this. As you kind of go through history, you're getting closer to present day, but as you kind of go through history, I'll kind of give my feedback on, on how that applies to his presidency today. So let me start with, I already did it once, but so I'll do it again right here. We're just kind of, we're, we're, fuck it, we're doing it live. Uh, so how that applies to his presidency today is when you want to talk about, you know, kind of wishy-washy and going, through, going with the flow, I'd like to talk about uh, his, how, how he's, you know, if, if, you, uh, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. No, he said that to Charlamagne the God. What a fucking if you don't moron. For me, you ain't black. Uh, what? 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 In reality, since Joe Biden has taken office here, in and you know it, Dan. and you know it, Dan. Now in September of 2021. Hang on. What the fuck has this guy done? I'll tell you exactly what this guy has done for the black community. He's done two things. He has brought with him. A, a completely unlikable shrew of a woman with him into his vice presidency in Kamala Harris. Her polling numbers and her likability numbers are absolutely atrocious because A, she's just like him, and B, she's just really insufferable and kind of a squawking bird. Uh, but the second thing he's done for her, or for, for the black community, is Corey. He gave them Juneteenth. What a wonderful gesture from Joe Biden. (laughs) Everybody gets a day off for Juneteenth. And we can talk about Juneteenth from both sides, and maybe we will at some point. I think conservatives are mad about it for stupid reasons. But if you want to sit there and pretend like Juneteenth somehow is like this grand gesture for black people – but no, you know what it did? It went right along with this whole this whole overly woke movement. Oh, here's what I'll do for black people. Here you go. Sit back on the sidelines again. Here's your holiday. Which I'm surprised they haven't Biden. caught on, Dan, because poor kids are just as bright as white kids. <laughs> you remember when he said that? He did say that. He said Dude. poor kids are just as white, just as bright as white kids. Yeah. You know, it's Jesus just like, Christ. yeah, you know what? I think that people that's literally voted for him only because that's enough. He, Put down the mic. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Trump. But I was actually just going to talk about you, bud. The, I think the, it was directed at Joe. I think that was directed yeah. at Joe. <laughs> that's enough. Put down the mic. You're right, Trump. And uh, I was going to say that uh, the only reason he honestly won was because of the fact that. Uh, that he wasn't Trump. And it's hilarious and because no one could gonna work. Probably not. He's gonna lose it in twenty twenty four to Trump because he's not Trump. <laughs> but but that here's the thing, like that would be so interesting as we go off on a little tangent here. Hopefully you don't forget your place. But I feel like that's kind of where we are now. You get elected president because you're not the other person. Instead of actually being a solid candidate. Yeah, you said that last week, actually, I think. That yeah. uh, you think we're going to see uh, yeah, this no, weird... I said, I said we're going to run into one-term presidents. One-term presidents, because it's all based on negativity and what you're not, as opposed to what you are. And that's a problem. 
Yeah, you're right. Now, this is going to lead into 1994. So you know what the 1990 what happened in 1994, right? The 1994 um, crime bill. Just a yeah, I was just a toe-headed six-year-old. A little toe-headed six. I was a toe-headed five-year-old. And so the 1994 crime bill led to mass incarceration, the uh, things like stop and frisk, uh, things like civil asset forfeiture. You know, it basically was a shot of steroids into the war on drugs. And you don't it, vote for me. You ain't black. And it literally just devastated the black community in the inner city. And it was just so fucked up because the, the way these laws were written, right, is that, like, if you had, uh, I think it was, like, five grams of crack cocaine, you had, like, the punishment for that was the same as, like, 500 grams of coke. And it's just absolutely astonishing that everyone just signed under this bill and stuff like that. And it's just, and so this bill, like, when it was written, like, granted, Crime was high, uh, homicide rates were high, you know, people were in the streets shooting each other and stuff. And it just goes to what I was saying earlier about Biden. He's just this milk toast, knee jerk reactionist, and he lets his emotions get the best of him. And so then they just go scorched earth and just decide, well, I guess we're just going to lock everyone up that's uh, addicted to crack. When it was things like when you look up people like White Boy Rick. They were literally infiltrating the inner cities with these drugs. And they were just destroying inner cities. And the drugs were destroying the inner cities. And we were breaking up families, taking their shit, putting people in jail. All over, like, this war, this fictitious war on drugs. And the reason why I even say that is because of how fast the tune changed when the opioid epidemic happened. When the opioid epidemic was attacking the the, the uh, suburbs and stuff like that, what what happened? The government went all of a sudden went, oh man, addiction is a disease. We need to find these people help. But when it was devastating the inner cities, it was lock them up, right. lock right. them up. And by the way, Corey, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. If you don't and vote just for me, you say you that, ain't and we all know black. about the 1995 crime bill. 1994 but- crime bill. I'm sorry, 94. Uh, it, it makes me wonder how well does Joe Biden suck dick that he got Barack Obama to, t- to take him as his, as his running mate? He picked just, him because just, of – I'll tell you why he picked Biden. Because Biden, like I'm saying right now, he's a centrist at best. Basically, not not what he said. Like everyone is thinking he's this crazy left-leaning socialist because of his political antics in the 2020 election when he said $15 minimum wage, Medicare for all, uh, college debt forgiveness. Which, by the way, guess what? None of that shit has happened. None of those bills have been introduced. He didn't give fuck all about any of that. He just said that to keep the the, the left progressives in line to get their vote. But before that, he was this centrist right down the line, man. You know, he when he just was just he was a, he was literally a Republican centrist the entire time, moderate. And, and he, but the thing is, like, he Biden, never, Obama he needed to shore those votes up. Yeah, and he never even 
feigned being a progressive. Like, that's what makes Joe Biden so frustrating to somebody like me. Where, you know, I like to sit here and, I, and Corey, I think you're kind of in the same boat. You know, you're a little you're a little more libertarian than me, but we both like to kind of sit here and, and call the balls and strikes. And I sit here and, and I see the progressive movement and the phoniness of it, which is that the squad is basically just tolerated by the Democratic Party because they don't they don't really get it, get them into too much trouble. Eh, they're kind of a pain in the ass. They're going to, you know. They're going to, you know, they're going to go for some woke stuff and they're going to try and get more, you know, progressive laws passed. But at the end of the day, it's not going to work. We'll just live with them because at the end of the day, they're going to, you know, push people to vote for us, which is exactly what Bernie Sanders did when it came to Hillary Clinton and what Bernie Sanders did when it came to Joe Biden, which is why you and I, at the end of the day, have kind of uh, soured on Bernie. Yeah. But Joe Biden was never that guy. Not even for five minutes he was never I that think that's person. why they picked him. He didn't even pretend. But yeah, I was actually going to elaborate that on a little bit more. The, one of the last couple of things I was going to bring up is uh, his disastrous like economic and trade, trade plans with like NAFTA. He's a proponent of NAFTA, which devastated our, our, local, our local economy here. Which was the Bush bill that he couldn't get through and then Clinton finally did. Yep. Yeah, and all of these bills, you know, because he was bragging about it. And uh, when was he bragging about it? Before all this shit was bad. I think early 2000s when Biden was, or when Obama was still running. Still yeah, and he was like talking about how his names were at, and the author of like all of these different bills, like the crime bill, NAFTA, these wars, AUMF, the Patriot Act. He voted for all of this shit. And he just had no foresight. It was all knee-jerk reactions, and he voted what would polit- be politically viable for him. As evidenced by how fast he changed his tune in the mid-2000s to be the vice president. And so... I think, I think his, his, his term as vice president, I think we could kind of call those the dead years, only because, you know, you're vice president. <laughs> I mean, what are you really doing? Other than being the final vote in the Senate, which, by yeah. the way, is almost never needed. He actually hung out and like saw culture of black people for the first time outside of Corn Pop. Well, hello, Joe. This is Brock. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you'd like to come outside and actually should, should do the phone voice. Hello, Joe. Uh, this is Brock. Uh, I wonder if you'd like to play some uh, one-on-one in the, uh, the uh, White House one. And that's not actually basketball. A, yeah, that's actually not a racist thing. Obama did have a basketball court put in at the White he House. Does. He did love hoops. And he loved hoops. That's not just so. That's not just some monolithic like thing. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just, <laughs> just. You know, you have some super wokies out there going, "That's racist." And it's like, no, he actually had a basketball net put out there. He did like hoops. Did love hoops. He loved does running. Love hoops. He's yeah, not he does. Dead. Love, yeah, I mean, at the White House, he did love hoops. The border, oh, he was all about... the guy twice, fuck off. <laughs> so then, you know, like, when it comes to the border, he, uh, right, especially like right now, he's all about his... He was talking about putting in walls where the gaps are. So this is where I was going to kind of do a pivot, because we led into the transition to where Biden now feigned the super leftist wokeism, but then got into office and didn't do that at all. 
and that like he did it first, you know, with 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 the LGBTQ bills, and like he did like right at the beginning, those first couple days, he's like, get this woke shit out of my way. And but then, did but then into what you what you're gonna say? But was it like true, like identity politics and stuff that he believed in, or was it just undoing what Trump did? It was partially getting getting undone what Trump did, and also just getting it the fuck off of his desk. Like, here, oh, you guys want this stuff? Here you go. The, the typical Joe Biden, right? Like, okay, yeah. this is what you want, here you go. Yeah. Not like what's right or what matters. Yeah. Here it He's is. really it's good at get it out of my way. saying platitudes on what went wrong back then and then trying to explain away why he voted for it. But it was. It was all just emotional knee-jerk reactions, it seemed like. And it's like, don't don't, I guess, uh, think more than just quick, uh, just how you're feeling right this second. Like you have to have some foresight and some afterthought and like, think about He's like, got what a great you, memory. This guy, Biden has no memory. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like all of his things. Though, like, I, in, in one, in one defense of Joe Biden. Oh no, there's quick, no defending Biden here. This no, is the Biden there's, bash. There's, there's, there's one. Can, can we stop with this stupid, like, Joe Biden's not actually the president. He's not really calling the shots. It's coming from somebody else. And it just, like, shut, stop. I think Put if that were the on. case, I think if that were the case, we'd still be in Afghanistan. I agree. I think Afghanistan was the proof. Because I had somebody say to me, they were like, Oh, well, they got out because Joe Biden's not actually calling the shots. I'm like, dude, do you understand if Joe Biden wasn't actually calling the shots, we would absolutely still be there? 100%. I think we can wrap it up that way in that we just talked about a thousand things that Joe Biden, unless you have have more. I do have more because then I was going to pivot into this. So now we have, (laughs) so now, so here's the thing. So now the Trump supporters are talking about Biden as this super left woke elitist and all this stuff. When, Unbelievably stupid. Yeah, when we've been, we've just literally trashed him of how he is basically a centrist. He's no good for the Republicans. He's no good for the progressives. He's just all he was there was just to survive, as evidenced by being in the public office for forty plus some years. Right? He's pro vaccine. So was Trump. Mm. He, he was for states' rights. Uh oh! Now what do we do? My head just exploded, Corey. It's over. He was for states' rights over federal rights when it came to things like the mandates for the vaccines and things like that. Which means he's pro-slavery. So was Trump. (laughs) America isn't racist. Remember when Biden said that? Trump said the same thing. The police are good people. Trump also said the same thing. Pull out of Afghanistan. Trump's the one that laid the groundwork for it. No $15 an hour. No Medicaid for all. No college debt forgiveness. They're both the opposite of deficit hawks. Trump put in that bill that created the biggest deficit we've had in a very, very long time. Gave out all the stimulus checks. Wrote out cash like it was fake. So did Biden. It's just, they're basically one and the same. It's just Biden isn't on Twitter. Corey, I need to say something to you right now. What's that? Not only did you have more 
but you probably had the most important part of this entire discussion, which is that Joe Biden and Donald Trump and Bill Clinton and George W. Bush and George H.W. Bush and Ronald Reagan are almost all the exact same. Oh, yeah. I could go on, too. Like, look, assault rifles, Trump banned bump stocks. Biden wanted to get rid of assault rifles. That's another thing, too, that I don't think anyone else fucking understands. Biden keeps pushing this ridiculous fucking narrative that we should be suing gun companies for if someone uses a gun to kill somebody. And that's absolute bullshit because that opens the door for such a ridiculous, it's a, such a ridiculous Pandora's box that it's absolutely insane. Yeah, that, so like, does that mean I get to sue? Does, does that mean I get to sue Cuisinart if I get stabbed uh, with a kitchen knife too? Yeah. Yes. That's that's basically same premise. We're gonna start suing uh, Ford when a drunk driver kills someone. Like it's just it's just mind boggling, and he just he does he does this lazy legislation that he just wants to I, I politically survive is all. That's just that those are platitudes why, and tropes. You're a hundred and four. Like, why do you still need to politically survive? You're not Warren Buffett. You don't I know have all his money either. Yeah, no. I saw saying in the mid two thousands. All of a sudden, he realized that it was sexy to be more social uh, identity, have more identity in the politics, and then he just went with it. Went against everything he did. All of a sudden, oh yeah, I, I wanted to go to Iraq, but wait, uh, we shouldn't have gone. I think we should. I know we were going to call this episode something about Biden bash, but you don't even think it would be a little bit more appealing to the people if we said something like, I don't know, uh, Bourbon Banner 6.0, Trump and Biden are the same person. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm really all for uh, alliterations. (laughs) Bourbon Banner Biden bash. Bourbon Banner. Bourbon Banner Biden bash. Bourbon Banner Biden Bash. Just these, the way these people go back and forth, and I look at it, and I'm like, oh, I want to tell you you're an idiot for this reason, and I want to tell you you're an idiot for this reason. And you're both idiots for different reasons, and you both have good points, and it just, my brain almost explodes. And it's like, I guess what frustrates me too is like, when we can sit here and name all these things, and it's like, well, you know, crime was high. You can explain away the things, but it's like, he does such a piss poor job at like saying, uh, well, you know, my emotions got the best of me. And he's just like, no, I, I agree with that. And it's like, dude, it obviously doesn't work. You helped create the infrastructure for private prisons to create this mass incarceration that just makes money of enslaving people. And you're you okay with that. Me, you ain't black. Yeah. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. I did want to touch on, on the, uh, the Texas abortion bill. A hundred percent. I'm glad you, you read my mind. Because that's where I wanted to go next. And it's just, and this is so, we obviously know that it's just, it's a crack of shit. It's literally straight up fascism trying to get citizens to uh, narc on each other. Because, so Roe versus Wade is in place. And so what that is, is like, abortion is legal. So to have public servants try to stop it and stuff, you can't because there's a precedent set with Roe versus Wade. So what they try to do is this sneaky little go around where they're like, well, we'll just have citizens spy on each other. So it's going to get real complicated real fast. 
because now you're going to have people like, like who are we going to sue if someone doesn't have a friend take them if they take Uber? We're going to sue Uber. You're going to sue Uber for driving people to go get an abortion. Um, we what are you, people are going to be just looking out their windows and just every time they suspect the pregnant woman next door is going to the doctors to get an abortion, you're just going to follow them there and then try to pick up your ten thousand bucks. That's what blows my mind too. Is you know Texas is a conservative state. And, you know, conservatives are typically fiscally conservative, but they're going to hand over $10,000, hand over foot in these cases for someone who gets who they narc out, like World War II Germany style. Corey, I have, I have an interesting thought. And it actually just came to me. And I wasn't thinking about this literally before 20 seconds ago. And that is, I think this law may genuinely prove how great of a law Roe v. Wade is. That they have to do this. How how uh, uh, how I think it's actually gonna be a win for our justice system. And and for the for the pro for the pro-choice people, I want you to hear me out because I think you're actually gonna like this. So the way Corey puts it is that so for a public servant to go arrest somebody or or report somebody or whatever it is for getting an abortion, Roe v. Wade doesn't allow for that, right? It's essentially what you just said, Corey. Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. Okay. So what this law relies on is for private citizens to report other citizens for getting abortions or helping somebody get an abortion, right? Am I am I close? Yeah. 1984, Orson Welles called and he said that uh, his book is now science fact, not science fiction. So I'm going to go against, <laughs> against 1984 here. I think this is actually going to... I'm talking about the spying on each other. I'm talking about like, the bill, it. yeah. But I think this is actually... And hear me out here. So Texas is now... I'm not going to quite call it a purple state, but I think we saw during this last election that like Democrats it's kind of had a chance. There. Um, so here's the thing. Who are folks that are getting abortions according to, uh, you know, if you, if you look at conservative, the conservatives that are concerned about who's getting abortions. It's mostly these city slickers, right? It's mostly these these liberals are out there getting abortions. <coughs> A lot of those liberals in Texas live in So are these liberals going to go report these other liberals for getting these abortions? No. No. I, 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 how many people in the conservative areas of Texas, these rural areas, A, are going to go get abortions, and, and B, who's going to fucking report them? Yeah, that's a good like, point. This law isn't going to work because nobody's going to report anybody else. I think what they want is like the court cases to just pack the uh, – the Supreme Court with all these different trivial things about it because they're going to be able to find little caveats and nuances that are going to slip in to uh, break the break the like the foundation of Roe versus Wade. I just don't think it's going to work. I, I think I think this is actually to work against this because the Supreme law. Court hasn't whole, ruled on it. They've just been the silent on it. Yeah, they just decided not to rule on it at all. But the, the whole polarization factor of our polis, our politics and our so and our, our social interactions could actually be a positive when it comes to how this law is actually 
brought to fruition. It's yeah. a bullshit law. Yeah, it's it is. Bullshit. It's just it's all uh, pandering, and it's interesting you say that because that's actually where I was going to go next. And it's uh, I was going to say it's bad policy because of the fact that it's just encouraging fascism, this McCarthyism from 1920 Red Scare bullshit, where everyone's going to be keeping notes on each other, and it's bad politics. I think it's a Republican blunder. You know, the Republicans have been gaining ground. Okay. Republicans have been gaining ground since the 2020 election. Why the fuck are they going, stepping out of bounds when they could literally, we just talked shit about how shitty Biden is, right? He's pissing out the left because he's not sticking to any of his like progressive politics. He has this milk toast infrastructure bill that doesn't cover any of his Medicaid or social security they uh, said he was going to protect. He's pissing off the right because he's doing just enough identity politics to do so, but it's not of substance. It's just identity politics. It's not policy. And then, so all they have to do is just let him gaff and blunder his way into 2020 for the midterms. All right. So in 20. I think it was in 2020, because Biden was coming in, I think only 3% of the vote, like when it comes to single-issue voters, only 3% of them were voting because of women's reproductive rights, because it was Biden coming in, you know what I mean? So they were pretty sure that they were locked in, they were safe. So, now, 2022 is coming up, we have the infrastructure bill that's coming in, even though it's milk to us, but we're going to have a whole year of that being in there, and then all of a sudden, the possibility of it actually creating jobs and things, Schumer is in the works of creating a, a federal legalization of marijuana bill that I'm still convinced. Now, it, I might be wrong, but I am fucking convinced that that bill is going to hit the Senate floor about probably between six months to nine months before the midterm elections and try to push it through while they still have the majority. So that way they can go, look what we did. Keep us in power. Um, Texas passes this bill all this is going to do in 2020 is knee chop their own little momentum they have right now to get the left and everyone in a fury to get back in there and to vote that three percent is going to quickly turn into about 13 14 percent of the single issue voters that now all of a sudden feel like their way of life is threatened i'm going to play devil's advocate on that for one second here because historically you're right. Texas Texas has cared about Texas more than anything else. I'm not even going to talk about like how historically, you know, if you own power in the midterms, generally you lose. Okay, I thought I that's where you were going to go. I already, no, I already think the Democrats are <clears throat> fucked. I think so but, too, but I don't. I think if Republicans keep fucking up with things like this, it's not going to help them. Where I was going with this is Texas generally cares about Texas more than anything else. I think this is a ploy more than anything else, to stop the uh, bl- uh, the blueization. To stop people from coming in. This this almost purple state that we saw in 2020, like it's still red, but it's, it's you think this inching is like- closer to purple. And I, I think that's what they're trying to do. Now, and, call and me a conspiracy theorist, no, if you will. There's, there's a... There's me to that. It's an all sizzle, no stake bill. That's basically a no vacancy sign at the border. I can see that. 
And so, you know, will it work? Dude, I don't know. Like, I, I've never, I haven't been to Austin, but I, I know how liberal it actually is. Houston, Basically, too. San Francisco, Jr. Austin, Houston. All the major cities are turning into, you know, more liberal, which is how it's going in most places. And that's that's the issue that I've always had with Republicans. Like right, like I come with, I come from a blue background. I come from a liberal background. I still consider myself a liberal. Always will, but I am going to call out bullshit. Just because I'm a liberal doesn't mean I'm a Democrat. I feel like I have to say that every single time. Uh, and, and that's that's always been my issue with conservatives and Republicans is that instead of just being better, all you try to do is block blue shit. That's gonna. That, that should be a slogan of ours. Just block blue shit. Yeah, That's Republicans are just they always just on a back block foot. Block liberal movements. They, they have no policy. Democratic bills. It's gross. Like be better. Just be better. And that's kind of like almost like the constant struggle we're in in America. You know, it's like mm-hmm. exactly what you just said. People get comfortable with how liberal we get, and then when it goes past that, they all of a sudden become conservatives, and they just try to they get comfortable in their position, so they try to keep it there. And that's literally all they do, though. They have no policies. They have no platitudes. It's just, oh, that's just tax cuts for the wealthy and stop those goddamn socialists like Biden, who's literally not had one goddamn fucking socialist bill he's voted in support of. <laughs> you want to go to red pill, blue pill here, Corey? Yeah, I think this is, I th- what, what was that red pill, blue pill? Red pill, blue pill is about Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He came down with COVID and he recovered quickly. What is the blue pill narrative, Corey? The blue pill narrative. He was he was unvaccinated. So he should have died. It's his own damn fault taking <laughs> horse to wormer. That piece and the of red shit. Pill is, the red pill is, see, the virus isn't that bad. God bless. Right, God bless. I hope, I hope I did that well. <laughs> this phony virus. Hashtag mega God bless. <laughs> it was made of this this Chinese virus. Dude. It's so difficult. This one's really hard. Like I wanna I wanna take the bullet, but it's only September eighth. I'm gonna take the red pill. You know, I mean, he's, we, it is, you know, we're at this point now where if the liberals would just shut the fuck up and realize that this isn't some virus that like everyone just thinks, well, my body reacted perfect to the vaccine. So it's going to work perfect for everybody when our genomes are not our genomes, like, like, but like our DNA structures, you know, our genetics, not even DNA structure. I'm sorry. I'm trying I don't want to sound like I'm some sort of smarter than I am, but like our genetics. Okay. Some people are allergic to things. Some people aren't. Some people react differently to things and some people don't, you know what I mean? Like for example, like some people are allergic to peanuts. Some people can't metabolize alcohol. Some people can drink like a fish. Every single person's body is different and everybody single or every single person's body should be treated on a case-by-case basis of when it comes to COVID, when it comes to 
how people tackle obesity. Everyone's health diets are different. When it comes to attacking diabetes, some people have different uh, health plans for diabetes. No two people have, I mean, yeah, no two people have the exact same health care plan and the exact same treatments for things. And we keep just shutting out these other ideas of things that might possibly work, even if it saves one life. Like, we can say that. We're not dumb. Ivermectin saved Joe, Re- Joe Rogan. Would it kill another person? Possibly. The vaccine is saving billions and billions and billions of people. Has it killed people? Quite likely. But just because it did, you know, just because it worked for Joe Biden for that doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone. And just because the vaccine killed someone doesn't mean it's going to kill Joe everyone. Joe Rogan, you mean not Joe Biden? Joe Rogan, yeah. We just got done talking about <laughs> Joe Biden. But just because it helped Joe Biden, I mean, Joe Rogan, God damn it, uh, <laughs> doesn't mean it's going to help everyone. And we can, it's okay to say that, but it's also okay to say, oh, wow, if we keep looking into this, this might save millions of lives. And why is that a bad thing? Yeah, I this one's this one's really tough for me because obviously I don't think you know the, the whole he was unvaccinated he should have died. Like, like fuck it, we the left has been generation. yeah the left has been telling everyone talk to your talk to your personal physician. Your personal physician is going to give you horse swimmers and he's, and he isn't going to make give you hydroxychloroquine from your fish tank. If someone's doing them on their own, well, they probably should have talked to their physician. <laughs> they might still be alive. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think I'm, I think I'm with you. I think I'm, I'm going to go with the red pill on this uh, because, I mean, I do think there's there's merit to other to to the possibility of other treatments, and I think a lot of what we see is any of the medical professionals that are out there saying, "Well, oh, there's." no way this works and you know the whole i i love the word debunked now because the word debunked <coughs> doesn't actually mean doesn't mean doesn't shit actually even doesn't even mean debunked anymore debunked by who disproven the new york post um the medical yeah, <laughs> the medical professionals that they're saying that you know uh these we'll just say that the drug cocktail that joe rogan and by the way others have yeah. taken trump but you don't want to hear that work. No one they, wants to hear that, Dan. They don't. I know, but they they don't know that it doesn't work. And 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 it, you know, I've I've listened to clinicians talk about like randomized controlled trials, right? You got to have randomized controlled trials. Like, yes, is that the best way to figure out whether or not something works? It is the best way. Is it the only way? No. Like, I I there's. 1,500 different ways for me to build this bedroom behind me. There's one best way, and then there's probably three or four other decent ways that, that might not be as efficient, but it's going to look exactly the same. The outcome is the same. And yeah. Did it take 100%. you a little bit longer? So, Maybe. I'm going to reluctantly, I'm going to reluctantly swallow the red pill here because, you know, I don't think you should be telling people that, well, if you're not vaccinated, you deserve what you get right and that's not yeah it's just this is that's the noisy not the numerous i'm sure i heard that saying today i was yeah. reading an article and they say that a lot of the stuff you see on twitter and that's stuff good. it's it's the noisy not the numerous and uh yeah that's good and i think that that is what it ultimately is but it's like cnn do a better fucking job we know you have doctors yeah. they have, you know what i mean like 
it's uh, they're the ones that came out and said that Joe Biden anti anti vaccine conspiracy conspiratist uh, took horse to wormer or whatever, and all of that's not true. You mean Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan again. I got Biden on the brain. I got by. I got. I got Biden brain. How about that? <laughs> Which reminds well, you me, know, he's not really the president. There's actually somebody behind the scenes calling the shot. Yeah. And which actually we didn't even, again, this is the second episode in a row. We didn't go to the people when we have Reddit answers. Did, did we, we, we're too, uh, too into ourselves. Oh yeah. Get, throw, throw a couple out there. You didn't, we, you didn't take a couple minutes. You didn't, uh, you didn't get that gist when we decided to, to talk, just listen to our voices for an hour. <laughs> we got a couple minutes. Throw, throw a couple out there. All These right. are about, uh, uh, so, is Joe Biden a good president? What do you think of his political career, right? Yeah, so I went to Reddit. You know, I went to the people and asked that question. And so I have Dimitri the Peacemaker. And he's uh, he goes, Russian here. And I'm, glad, Russian. I'm glad he actually put that out there and didn't just pretend to be an American. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. He goes, I think your Democratic Party is just using him as a puppet to push their agendas. He's by no means mentally fit to hold office. Plus, exploiting an elderly man with dementia isn't exactly a good look for the United States. <laughs> and short of, uh, I do appreciate the, I do appreciate the honesty there. That that's all right. I'm not even gonna hate on that. I don't even have anything bad <laughs> right. to say. I have no retorts. Yeah, this person good. goes. Good. Person goes. That's politics as usual here. Our whole system is screwed, and both parties are to blame. Then another one goes. Most people here, U.S. citizens, who are being asked with themselves realize this. And then he goes, "Thank God, there might be hope for your country yet." <laughs> <laughs> I like Dmitry. I like him a lot. Hey, Dmitry. I'm from Russia. It's. <laughs> His profile picture is a picture of Vladimir Putin with just a mustache. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> it's like it's him. You American, you do silly politic. Haha! <laughs> nice joke. Not to you. That's that's the next guy's name. <laughs> oh, that's his name. Yeah. His comment. Nope. He goes. I voted for him. I don't think he's doing a very good job. I wish I could leave it at that. <laughs> but he goes. However. Not that I thought he was going to be a particularly good president. He inherited a lot of trash, while not making any particular strides in any manner in his own right. I fear he may have handed this election over to the Republicans in 2024 with his Afghanistan disaster. He most definitely screwed over the Dems in 2022 in any case. Which we actually just talked about. You know, you see the gaining steam of the Republic, yeah. And history shows that usually the, the House and the Senate swing. Outside of the Afghanistan disaster... I could have written that response. <laughs> yeah. So any volunteer FF257 says he is a career politician that has been in Washington way too long and has absolutely nothing to show of it in other, other than falling upstairs a few times and showing how big of a joke he was being elected president, which is kind of what I was saying of how he has nothing really to show for what he did. Anything he voted for is something he's gone back on. No, dude, getting us the fuck out of Afghanistan. Is the I can, only I would thing. be totally comfortable. I would be totally comfortable with if people could just admit that that is the only thing he did that could be considered positive. I would not even argue with you about that. It is. It really is. 
He seems to be in a serious mental decline. Says, you ate my bacon. Information Bob, obviously the smartest one of all of them, said, all politicians suck. <laughs> Dresket Biscuit says he makes he makes her a really good puppet. Uh, okay, yeah, big brain guy right there. Scary Flake actually is another smart one. He goes, as an American, I could care less what Biden or Trump does. I just want to live my life. Well, then here we go. You ready for this one? Here's the, uh, this is definitely the Trumper. The, the Trumper. Joe Biden is a predictable and weak president that only exists as a last resort from a desperate party to get rid of a guy they absolutely hated, which is honestly the most pathetic thing about this whole situation. Biden is not a good president. At least Trump has some sort of independent vision for how he wanted to run the country, for better or worse. Joe Biden is basically on autopilot just doing whatever his handlers tell him to, and I don't expect great things from him. Actually, I can't take back what I said in the beginning. It might be kind of right. <laughs> He's got a great memory, this guy. Oh, Ludo Avarius. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working. <laughs> he's, he, Cyberhawk says, he's been mediocre. Not great, but better than the last guy. And then there's this, this whole it's a fair argument. assessment, I guess. Like, you know. Yeah, and then that one led into a thread of like 50 responses that I read, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend to read transcripts over and over this person goes that's fair i mean we at least got to the people this time yeah i'd have preferred a third obama term <clears throat> Ooh, Ooh, the people that's tough that's something we could dive into oh yeah trump biden or obama third term the people of yemen are glad he's gone they said that to obama or the guy who said obama for the third term you know what's interesting? Honestly, like we should we should write that down because I actually think that might be an interesting topic to discuss. Because I, I will just I will leave it at this. I think if there was a third Obama term, it would have just kind of delayed the bullshit that we saw twenty sixteen to twenty twenty. Like I think we would have still seen what we saw, but it would have just been four years delayed. Yeah, like it would have just kept everything calm. For four more years. This person says about, about par, but better than the last guy. Oh, I hurt some snowflakes fifis because he has negative three likes on it. <laughs> so he went and added it back <laughs> and said, oh, I hurt some snowflake fifis. <laughs> the U.S. went from one puppet to another. A lot of people think he is just a uh, a puppet. About par, better than the last guy. Puppets, puppets a buzzword. Oh, so this person goes, uh, so they went from Trump, uh, he said this, that same guy who said, uh, said this stuff about, uh, what did he say? When he said, um, Joe Biden's a predictable weak president that only exists in the last resort from a desperate party. He's been all over this thread, actually. And so he said, if Trump's a puppet, then why did he receive such opposition? And then someone, with such a leftist term, when it's like, me and you could be like, oh, because he was constantly in everyone's ear and he wouldn't shut the fuck up. And constantly just building himself graves on his Twitter. This person goes, because he had a Russian hand up his ass and not an American. And it's like, oh, here we go. And then he goes, 
And then, so then he goes, every president for the last 40 years or more was just a puppet to other countries, and you know this. And then, uh, this Which is why we still dominate, right? Or at least, at least theoretically on the world stage. Like, the dollar is still the world's currency. Like, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. So then this person says this, but now that's funny because this actually goes to Obama's third term. You ready? I should, oh, man, I fucking blew it. I shouldn't have said the name yet. He goes, exactly. People don't get this. Trump approved the scale of uranium one to Russia oligarchs. During the Russian reset, he lifted sanctions on a Russian weapons company selling weapons to Iran. He sat on his hands as Russia annexed Crimea. And as a last fuck you while about to leave office, Trump literally lifted sanctions on a Russian oil line while in nearly the same week he stopped an American-Canadian Keystone oil pipeline giving a big F you to Canada. I mean, it's obvious. This person goes, I bet you think you're clever, but you're not. Keep fucking that selling uranium to Russia chicken, though. And he goes, Trump is owned by Russia, obviously. See above. <laughs> Trolling the fuck out of this guy. I mean, he was talking about Obama the whole time. When I saw that, I smiled. I'm like, I appreciate a good troll. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a solid, that's a solid troll. I think it's a great way to end the episode. Yeah, that's a good troll. Um, let me look at my notes. I had a question, but I, it does, it's not time sensitive. I can ask that whenever we really want. It's something I'm still forming in my brain anyways. I can make it better. That's fair. I think that, did I give Kevin a, sh- or did I, yeah, did I give my coworker a shout out? You did not. You did not give your buddy Kevin a shout out. I'm, I hope he listens to the whole episode. I don't know if he wants me to say his name, so we're going to say coworker. That's what I- <laughs> No, we could keep saying Kevin the coworker, but we're just going to refer to him we'll as coworker. Just keep the last name out. Okay, that's fair. All right. So in the very first episode, if you remember, I talked about how a guy at my job, and I called him an establishment Democrat, and uh, I talked about how uh, I gave him credit because he was the one. Well, we were all these young kids just going up the bar, getting wasted, not giving a shit about anything. He was the one that pressured me and a few friends into politics and what, and like got us kind of excited about paying attention. He made, he he made it exciting and was it was cool. And now we're all voting all the time and stuff and it was become as a him. And he actually he enjoys the show. He likes it. He still he's listened to more than one episode and whatnot. But if you remember in that episode I did, I said he's probably not gonna like this, but he's kind of an establishment Democrat. And that's one of the first goddamn things he brought up, man. <laughs> it was the first fucking thing he brought up. And he's like, oh, I listen to your show. I was like, oh, really? What'd you think? And in my head, I'm going, please don't tell me you listened to the one episode I, me- I mentioned you. And he goes, uh, but why'd you call me an establishment Democrat? And I was like, ah. <laughs> I was like, it wasn't meant to be a slight. And I know what comes across is that. I'm like, but uh, it's just... You kind of toe the party line. You watch the mainstream media. Which now I actually... He loves Rachel Maddow's podcast. And now I have to listen to it because he listened to our show. But <laughs> I told him I'll do that for him. Oh, that sounds horrible. Ah, well, I'm a man of my word. Uh, and you know what? Who knows what a podcast sounds like. I know how it is, but I can pretty much tell you exactly what it's going to say. <laughs> Don't make Kevin not listen to our show anymore. <laughs> I know, it's, it's fine. Kevin, I love you, but I'm not listening to Rachel Maddow's fucking podcast. You don't have to. This is my cross to carry, Dan. <laughs> yeah, we'll but yeah, no, he likes, he likes the show. I'm actually curious. 
I'm actually curious now, and I might actually have to go listen to him. Might have to listen. The guy is super smart. Like when, like he, he knows like the political game inside and out. He's 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 clever. Like he he's not an idiot. It's just it seems to me sometimes he falls to. This is all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna keep like talking about him or whatever. Like in a negative aspect like this, even though I don't think it's negative, it's just kind of like my perception, I guess. It's he sometimes he falls for uh, like he likes the, he's he's old school I guess he likes his news uh, from what we, what other generations would consider credible sources and things like that and we've talked about it before Rachel Maddow isn't like compared to like a Sean Hannity she isn't bad she just panders no, the same like, it's like Matt Taibbi says yeah she, she's she's too fucking smart to be doing what she does yeah. Exactly. And I've told him that a few times at this point where it's like, you know, like he talks about how uh, he knew her before she was on MSNBC and she was way different than she is now. And she just kind of sold out for the sure dollar. And nice. it's like, just because she says things you like, doesn't mean she hasn't sold out like other people have. And it's just something that we should be calling and we should be paying attention to because we, when people tell a story, if there's money behind that story, you got to be skeptical. And I think that's just a generational thing. Our generation is much more skeptical because in 2001, we saw 2,000 people die on national TV and it's never gotten better. And then uh, they still haven't released papers and keep blacking shit out and, and fucking skirting around the edges of actually releasing the information we want to see. And so it's like... It's, it's more about what's not reported. It's always Exactly. Been yeah, exactly. And so that's kind of what I'm getting it's at. It's more about what's not reported. Different generations look at things differently. Well, this is a long one, actually. I'm glad Kevin's listening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Go ahead. Shout out to Kevin. Shout out out to my co-worker. I'm glad he's he's listening. I'm glad he's listening to two young idiots. uh, Intellectual idiots, as as I like to (laughs) Just fuck off and just (laughs) not know what the hell we're talking about. (laughs) Well, until next time, though, he's been Corey Walsh. And he's been Dan Griffin. And oh, you know and what? You've been listening to Libservative. Check oh, us out. Check us out on Instagram. We're at Instagram. We're at uh, we're at libservative.pod. Uh, check us out on Twitter at libservative.pod or at libservativepod. Pod. And then reach out to us in our email. You know, and if it's not just because you're a listener, if you want to come on the show or something, reach out to us at libservativepod@gmail.com. Uh, we're on Facebook at libservative. You can find this podcast and all your all your platforms. We're on all the most we're on all the social media platforms. Go ahead and tell a friend. Tell them to listen to our show. Even if they're an establishment Democrat. Boy, <laughs> Boy am I glad we got that disaster in for our social media. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you've been listening to Lip Sermon. And until next time, Friday.